This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. Good afternoon, Warriors, and welcome to the very first Mental Health Movement podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a podcast breaking the stigma to mental health and to always remind everybody that it is okay to be not okay. Now, before I get into the main content of today's episode, I just want to introduce the podcast and myself, and basically, I just want to discuss with you guys why I started a podcast. You know, these days, I feel like everybody's making a podcast about something, and I always feel like there's not enough mental health resources out there, you know, whether it's therapy or whether it's support groups, you know, and there's always that blurred line of people's intentions, so this is my my shot to put myself out there in the mental health field and see where this can go. Um, so basically, a little about the podcast. It started with a Facebook group. Actually, let me back that up a little bit. It started with a Facebook post on a page called Suicide Prevention Rocks, and the post blew up probably 600, 700 likes, and it was basically me just explaining that I was almost a number. You know, I was almost another statistic in the mental health realm and or, you know, possibly just just not being here. I won't say it just because it's the first episode and obviously don't want to trigger anybody so soon. But, um, you know, it brought me to 700 likes and quite the following and people reaching out to me in messages. And then we leveled up to a blog and the blog didn't go the way that I wanted it to. And thus, November of 2019, I created a mental health group called Mental Health Movement. We are currently just over 1,200 people, almost 1,300 people, and we grow more every day. We have people from Nigeria all the way to the UK, all over the US. It's uh, It's been quite an experience, and I have seen so many people grow in that group, and it's un- it's indescribable how how much of an impact one person can have. I don't really like to brag about anything or, you know, give myself any credit just because, you know, I feel like being humble and not saying that you're humble <laughs> um, is, is always the best way to live. Cause I feel like if you have to constantly say that you're humble, you're humble. And I just feel like at that point, are you really humble or are you just trying to convince people that you're humble? Um, so yeah, we were at, 1200 and I believe 50 something I haven't looked at the number in maybe a day or two but we're we're up there and it's a it's been a surreal experience um you know I've, I've suffered as have as have everybody else in 2020 2021 and now 2022 you know it's uh there's been a lot of loss um this pandemic has been crazy and you know there's not enough resources out there for people to use. Um, I, I just personally feel like if I can be that beacon of hope for anybody, it would mean the world to me just because 
I feel like when there's there's so many people that are in this field that are just in it for the money and not in it to actually help people. And I have experienced that personally with a therapist before. Um, and when they say when you just feel that it's all about money with them, it's uh, it's it's very disheartening. You know, a lot of people turn therapy away, turn help away just because the intentions of a lot of mental health um resources are just you know oh well we can't take you because you don't have insurance good luck to you and then weeks later you hear about that person you know accidentally doing something and it it's it sucks you know because mental health doesn't have an age limit and that's what a lot of people need to understand is we have seven-year-old kids all the way up to the oldest people and you know it's mental health doesn't take a break on gender it doesn't take a break on on race, it doesn't take a break on anything. And I just feel like most people that say they're there for others um, don't exactly know what that means to be be there for somebody. You know, being there for somebody just to, oh well, I hope everything gets better. I mean, yeah, it's it's okay. Sure, you're you're sending me well wishes, but at the same time, are you really helping that person by, you know, by doing that, you know, I, I always felt like being there for somebody is, is listening and then offering, offering a shoulder, offering whatever advice you can give to anybody. And I just feel like if you're going to be there for somebody, don't create that weird gray area um, where it's just like, I'll be there for you when it's convenient for me. Check on your strong friends, you know, check on, Check on the people you haven't heard from in a long time. You know, I, if you don't have to cut somebody out of your life, you know, check on them just to see how they're doing. If they're showing off behavior or something or another, you know, I, I definitely, definitely, definitely encourage anybody to reach out to those that you feel like something's off and you just don't know what, because the most quiet people are usually the ones that are in the, the worst place. Um, that being said, for any of my listeners, um, when I put this podcast out, it's currently January 30th, 2022. Um, for any of my listeners, if you need to reach out to any um, crisis intervention or, you know, if you're if you're in a really bad place, you know, there's the text line and there's the, you know, the, the suicide hotline, of course, uh, 211. Those, those people will absolutely save your life. Um, obviously, it's not the, they're not a resource that will be there 24-7 for you, but if you're ever in a crisis, please do reach out to to somebody. Um, I, I'd hate to see anybody suffer by themselves or have to feel like they're alone because at the end of the day, guys, you know, while you may feel alone, there's so many people that love you. All your feelings are valid and if you're in a dark place, you know, just, just know that you don't have to be in that dark place by yourself. Um, I, I definitely feel like more people need to hear that message because it's not said enough. You know, when somebody experiences loss or somebody's in a dark place because their parents, uh, you know, don't accept them, it's just reach out, you know, um, I, I have a big heart and I, and I try to share it with everybody that I can. And sometimes, sometimes you just feel like it's not enough, but you know, like I said, just reach out to anybody that 
that needs the help, that you know needs the help. Um, so that's the story on the mental health movement podcast idea. Um, so about me, my name is Chris. Uh, I live in sunny Florida, even though right now it's currently not as warm as it usually is. Um, I believe we're supposed to go back up to 70 degrees. Um, you know, it's it's Florida. Florida, the weather, the weather always changes just like the people. You know, we got people from all over the world that constantly visit Florida. So, you know, it's always uh it's always interesting to see what happens every day because every day feels uh feels like it's a different state. We got rain, we got we got cold, we got 90 degree weather one day, 20 degree weather the next day. It's it's chaos. Um, so that yeah, that's that's really it about me. Um I'm currently in therapy. Um, therapy has absolutely changed my life and has influenced me to do this podcast, really. Um, she is probably one of the most uh, incredible human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And for any of those who are interested in looking into therapists or just, you know, just kind of getting your feelers out there for that help that you know you need or might need, um, go to psychologytoday.com and you will be able to find somebody pretty fast. You can separate gender, you know, your religious beliefs, whatever you need. Um, Psychology.com is probably one of the best sites out there. That's how I found my therapist. So for today's podcast, for the very first episode, I wanted to do one about anxiety. Um, just, just a couple things about anxiety, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but you know, I wrote down, you know, of course, for those of you who don't exactly know what anxiety is, but you feel like you know you haven't. Um, so that's basically having fear, uh, dreading something, uneasiness, um, being restless. And of course, the most common uh, symptom of a anxiety attack or having anxiety is, is a rapid heart rate. Um, for for any of those things, you know, there, there's so many different uh, solutions, some of them temporary, some of them you can use every single time that you're struggling with anxiety. The most effective um, technique that I have seen to help other people that I've personally given these tools to, and, you know, simple as just looking it up, it's called the grounding technique. And for those of you who have ever heard the term, you know, you have to ground yourself and, you know, you have to just breathe. You know, when people say just breathe, they're not wrong on telling you to breathe when you're having an anxiety attack. But it's the way that you have to do this breathing exercise that I'm going to share with you shortly. Um, and it, it'll help you slow your heart rate. And it'll help you be in that calm, cool state, which, you know, something that I learned from when I was working or volunteering with the text line um, is something that they always want to get people um, down to is getting them in that calm, cool state of mind. And it does wonders. So for the breathing technique, there's there's no special way to do it. You don't have to do it 20 seconds. You know, you can do it three, you can do it five, you can do it six. Basically, the breathing technique goes like this. You inhale for three seconds, you hold for three seconds, and then you exhale. And then you can repeat however many times you want. 
So let's do it really quick on the podcast. So breathe in for three seconds. Exhale for three seconds. Inhale. Exhale. And for the little bit of pause there, that's when you're supposed to hold for however many seconds you're doing it. That'll help you with your heart rate. Now, for those of you have, who have really bad anxiety where you'll have panic attacks, um, this technique that I'm about to share with you will help you a lot. Um, for, for those of you who might have COVID, because I've actually experienced the, uh, this technique not helping people that have really bad anxiety because they have COVID. And frankly, for this technique to work, you need to have the smell and you need to have the taste. So if you don't have COVID symptoms, the breathing, or I mean, the grounding technique will help you slow yourself down. It'll help you, uh, you know, straighten out your eyesight and just kind of calm yourself down. So I'm going to read the, these to you in the five steps that you're supposed to do it. In. So for the first one, look for five things that you see around you. Four things that you can touch around you. Three things that you can hear and two things that you can smell. And the final step is for one thing that you can taste. So again, five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And when you do this technique, when you're having an anxiety attack, um, if you need to write it down on a little flashcard, if you have really bad anxiety attacks in your car while you're driving, or if you're at a family dinner and you just can't be around a lot of people or whatever you need to do, you know, write it on your phone, write it on a little sticky note and put it in front of you. That way you can remind yourself, I'm like, hey, I don't have to have a panic attack. I can be calm and I can get through this. And just remember that your situations that you find yourself in are never permanent. They're very temporary, and you're in control of every situation that you're in, for the most part. Um, obviously, there's some situations we just can't avoid, um, family dinners being one of them, because you feel bad that you don't go, or you don't talk to somebody because you don't like them. I mean, it's it's such a weird gray area of uh, trying to balance everything, and that's something that's super important with anxiety is. If you find yourself in a negative situation, try to make two positives. So for every negative that you're dealing with or, be ha or happen to be dealing with, try to find two positives. You know, uh, say you have an aunt or, or an uncle that's there. It's like, oh, well, I love their kids, you know, or um, my grandma is here and I don't have to talk to those two. I can just talk to my grandma and my grandpa. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's it's all about it's all about balance. Once you find that balance, everything starts becoming a lot easier for you in life when it comes to anxiety. Because for somebody such as myself, anxiety controls controls me more times than not. Um, I have learned to teach myself the balance of writing stuff down that's bothering me, and you know, doing things for myself that can help me control 
my anxiety. You know, I, I get bad anxiety when I'm working because it'll be too much on, on a certain day or, you know, uh, talking to somebody that drives my anxiety through the wall, whoever it may be, you know, I'll just put on some music and just try to drown out whatever negativity is running through our minds. Um, so that brings me to self-care when it comes to anxiety and just, you know, just taking care of yourself because I, I feel like with mental health, that's one thing that we as, as humans just aren't very good at. And that's self-care We're we're there to be the shoulder for everybody else. But when it comes down to it, who's there for us when we need it, uh, who's the shoulder to cry on what we need to cry. And self-care is super important because you know, it can help you uh, control your anxiety. It, it can help you just overall feel better. Um, you know, self-care, I, I wrote down a couple simple things um, for those of you who just don't know what self-care is. And it took me a very long time to understand what self-care was. It can be just taking a warm shower, you know, sitting in the shower for like 10, 15 minutes and just letting the warm water you know, fall down on you in, or it could be listening to some common music in, in journaling, or it doesn't even have to be journaling. It can be, it can be coloring. It can be drawing, you know, whatever you feel like would help you. Um, you know, you can, I have a, an entire playlist made out for myself that I'll constantly listen to when I'm working because it'll help me control whatever thoughts are going in my head and it'll just let the day uh, slowly move, you know, move through. And I, I know that's anxiety makes everything feel like it's slowing down and just the cloud just keeps getting darker and it keeps following you. And it doesn't have to, you know, once you start practicing self-care, that dark cloud doesn't have to be over you forever. Um, sleep is probably the most important uh, part of self-care and it can be naps throughout the day. You know, you can just put your alarm clock on snooze on the days you don't work. And for those of you parents, I, I know that's super hard. And I feel like if you can find somewhere in the week where, um, you know, you can have somebody take care of your kid just for, for even an hour. You know, self-care doesn't have to be an entire day. But, you know, catch up on your sleep or read a book, uh, read a comic book, you know, whatever whatever you feel like would be the most comfortable for you to do. Um, I, I definitely feel like uh, sleep helps me a lot when it comes to dealing with any kind of um, anxiety that I'm having that day. And, and sometimes my anxiety will take over, but once I get the hang of it, everything seems to be okay. Um, another one, it could be nature walks to go watch the sunset. I know for me, um, just because of uh, of a personal loss, sunset sunset is really big for me to um, for self care. Um, just sitting there, letting the breeze run through your hair, just letting it comfort you, and watching the sun go down. And you know, with us right now, it's it's cold out, so it's even better when you're watching the sun go down. And you just feel a, a cold breeze. Uh, on your skin. It does wonders for me. Um, one more thing. I, I won't touch too much on this because I don't know how how people feel on this subject. But for me, I have a CBD pen, which, you know, it's basically 
um, the, the piece of a, the marijuana plant that doesn't get you high. It's basically for anxiety, depression. It can help you sleep. Um, you can also get the CBD oils at any smoke shop as well and just drip some under your tongue and it'll help you calm down. You know, for those of you who aren't comfortable with, uh, pills, uh, like sleeping pills or just, uh, like, for example, my mom takes Xanax for her anxiety, and she's been on it so long that, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's showing um, in her health, unfortunately, and if she doesn't take the Xanax, then, you know, it, it's not good. Um, but for those of you who don't want to take pills, who don't want to get prescribed um anything unless you absolutely need it you know of course uh, i would never encourage anybody to just stop taking their medicine because obviously that's deadly but um for those of you who don't feel like you're in a severe point of your life where you have to take medicine just to get by because i know that is a thing but cbd has done wonders for me um it's helped me um it's helped me sleep it helps my anxiety especially during therapy sessions because some of them are more intense than others and the CBD oil as well. That one works a little bit quicker than the actual pens do, because obviously you're you're or orally taking it under your tongue, and you know it it goes right through your body. Um, like I said, obviously I'm not pushing um, the CBD stuff on anybody. It's just more of a personal experience that I feel like has helped me and could help you guys. And if not, you know it's a uh, you know I feel like. Do what's best for you. Um, put yourself first. Because I, I feel like if you put yourself first, life gets so much easier and, and just so much better when you start putting yourself first in any situation. And I encourage all of you to at least do it once once a week. If it's once a week, I mean, that's more of a step than most people take their entire life. You know, once a month even. Because, again, I know you parents put your kids first and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when you burn yourself out to the point of where you need some time alone or you need to escape. And I know that's something that a lot of parents feel guilty for, but putting yourself first is probably the most important lesson that I've ever learned in any situation. So I want to end every podcast with a quote from uh, just, just really anybody. Um, this one, is from Karen uh, Salmonso. She is a mental health advocate as well. And the quote reads like this. You absolutely have to become okay with not being liked. No matter how loving or kind you are, you will never people please your way into collective acceptance. It could be a whole ray of sunshine and people will hate you because they're used to rain. Be okay with shining regardless. Incredible absolutely powerful and my god i just I, I love the people who try their hardest to spread the message of mental health and trying to break any of the stigmas because it's it's super important so that's it for me this week um i will do another podcast in february i will let everybody know who does follow me who has me on facebook um my name is chris milson m-i-l-s-o-n on Facebook and our group is Mental Health Movement for any of you who are interested in joining, you are more than welcome. But just remember, always, always, always remember, 
it is okay to be not okay. And your feelings are always valid. Please be gentle with yourself. And until next time, take care.